Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Maryland sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Long Shots Off-Track Betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome back to Bay Takes Podcast. My name is Mikey. And I'm Gus. And today we're going to rank the top 20 quarterbacks in the NFL by tiers. I'm ready to get into it right now. Are you? Yeah, I'm ready. So these tiers are made up. Um, they're not like A, B, C, D, E. Um, we basically categorized different players into different uh, categories that we named. Um, so first off, I want to start off with the Patrick Mahomes tier. And in this tier, the only player is Patrick Mahomes. And this is because Gus and I, after watching this season, have seen the ups and downs of many of these quarterbacks. Josh Allen looked like he was the best quarterback in the world, and he was so close to beating out Patrick Mahomes, he's never going to get there. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. Even after losing Tyree Kill, he looks just as good, if not better, than he did last year. And I think that Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL, and if he's not the best quarterback in the NFL 10 years from now, it's not going to be one of these guys that overtakes him. It's going to be a rookie, a Victor Webanyama type prospect. And I think that's what we're agreeing on. Yeah. Um, in the Patrick Mahomes tier, I also have Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I think it speaks for itself. Like you said, a lot of ups and downs for every quarterback in the league. Patrick Mahomes said ups and ups and ups. And there's not really downs. Besides, He's- yeah, besides the bad interception at the end of the game against the Bills, and the weirdest game I've ever seen in my life against the Colts. I don't really see a rigged can game. anything else. We can debate yeah. that another time, whether or not that game was rigged by Vegas. Yeah, because that game had like 98 or something percent of the bets on the Chiefs. So they really did not want the Chiefs to win that game. But um, yeah, let's move on to our next year. Uh, next tier. And this tier is the wannabe Patrick Mahomes. Um, and this tier, I have Josh Allen and Justin Herbert. And, and when we give your ranking, so where do these, who is above who? Yeah, so I have Josh Allen above Justin Herbert. <clears throat> and um, I so think Josh the Allen only... is number two and Justin Herbert is number three. Yes. Okay. Um, and I have this because um, I think Josh Allen's probably consensus to be here. And yes, he's had his struggles in the red zone, but his arm talent is, you know, 
you can't really do much better. And he does have good receivers. His receivers are probably just as good as Patrick Mahomes if you're just including Kelsey as, you know, two times better than any other receiving tight end in the NFL. Um, I think they're probably similar. And, you know, Josh Allen has been doing it for two, three years, being elite. And you, he gets better uh, his better ability with his legs i think because of his body and his size um i don't know if he's faster than patrick mahomes but i feel like he utilizes his body a little bit better um and i think that helps him a little bit but he has really bad poor decision making in tight games and near the red zone and i think that's shown in the past couple of weeks but if they are winning and the Bills are up by 10. I don't think there's a quarterback I would want more than Josh Allen. And regarding Justin Herbert, his numbers haven't been as good this year, and the wins are definitely not as good. But I think that's 100% due to the fact that his old wide receivers are old and they're injury-prone and haven't been on the field at all. And Josh Palmer and DeAndre Carter are his wide receiver one and two. So obviously you're not going to be that good. So I have him at three. Um, you can get to why you think I left off somebody, but those are my two and three. Um, I would also like to add that Rashawn Slater, the one of the best left tackles in the league, has been out now for the year since week like two or three or something like that. Um, and the defense has underperformed in a lot of ways for the Chargers. So I think top to bottom, you're looking at a team that is definitely underperforming, but I don't think it's on Herbert. We, he threw that pick last night, but like realistically, he just had to try something. And I, I have Josh Allen at two, um, and I agree that he's the second best. I also would like to point out that I think the difference between pretty much everyone and Mahomes in this tier is like if I give them the ball with, down one score with two minutes or a minute left, is my money on them winning me the game? Are they favored to win the game? Like, I feel like last Mahomes, night... Every time he gets the ball under two minutes, I'm like, I would bet on him winning the game. I've yeah, seen like they, so they got times. down the field. I swear to God, I blinked. I blinked, and they were at the 50-yard line. Like, it's, yeah, no, I mean, it's automatic. It's just like when they want to, it feels like Mahomes can do whatever he wants. And he's obviously imperfect because no quarterback is perfect, but when he when it counts, he just like doesn't mess up. The only time was against the Bills in that game. Um, and also remember that Mahomes didn't have his wide receiver one or wide receiver two or wide receiver three in that game. He only had Travis Kelsey, and he still did that. Okay, we need to stop talking about Mahomes, but yeah. yeah. Um, my number three is Joe Burrow, who I think is the most underrated quarterback in the NFL probably. Um, since week two, Joe Burrow is top three in passer rating, touchdowns, yards per game, and uh, yards per attempt. And these are obviously incredible statistics, but you have to look at them a little bit closer to realize just how amazing they are because you look at the guys who are up top in yards per attempt, and it's always guys like Jimmy G, Ryan Tannehill, guys who throw the ball 25 times a game but throw for 200 yards, right? Those guys are going to get eight yards per attempt because they're efficient because of the lack of attempts. When they throw, it's like quality passes, but they're not going to be asked to carry an offense. With Burrow, he is being asked to carry an offense. And yet he's still just as efficient, which is incredible because, I mean, it's a common, commonly known statistical thing that when volume goes up, efficiency goes down. That's why you see like Tony Pollard, who's a real outlier because he's still averaging six yards a carry when his volume has gone up. 
But when you see if Tony Pollard was averaging 30 carries a game, he probably wouldn't be averaging six yards per carry. The volume just goes up and the efficiency goes down. That's how it works. Burrow's volume has gone up and his efficiency has either gone up or stayed the same, which is really impressive. But all in all, Burrow had one really bad week in week one where he had five turnovers and a week in week two where he they just didn't score a lot. And since then, he's been all world. And I think that the reason people are doubting Burrow is, number one, they say Jamar carries him. And he's been really good these last two games without Jamar. And even against the Ravens, he wasn't like bad. It just felt like he just didn't have everything. Obviously, a quarterback's going to be worse without their best weapon, who's like a top five wide receiver in the NFL, maybe top six, top seven, whatever you want to say. Um, And their college, like they have chemistry, all that stuff. He's going to be worse, but he's been incredible. And by the way, we're not going to talk about the fact that his offensive line is not good. And though they've been better as of late, the reason he had those two bad games to start the season is because he's literally running for his life every play. He takes a snap and he's like sprinting back 20 yards because he needs to get away. Uh, and even his two picks this week against the Steelers were just great plays by the defense. TJ Watt made a crazy play. I mean, TJ Watt is unre- unreal. And so we're looking at that and we're like, okay, like these weren't really his faults. All that goes to show that I think Burrow has the it factor and he also has the talent and the production and the pedigree. He went to the Super Bowl last year, by the way. So... I don't know, like, I love Justin Herbert, and I think he has more, like, pure talent. But until I see him play better than Joe Burrow, like, consistently, and, like, like this season, I'm not putting him over him. I think Joe Burrow's better. However, at number four, I have Justin Herbert. Like you said, he's the guy who is all the tools to be Mahomes, but I don't think he can ever just be Mahomes. He's, like, just going to be under him, and it's going to suck because he might never win a division title when Mahomes is healthy. Um because Mahomes is just that good. And and these battles are going to be awesome to watch for years to come, but he might have to stick to being second best in his division for the majority of his career. Um, hopefully they're both healthy for their whole careers, but obviously he has all the tools to do it. We've seen him put it together in a lot of ways. And if you got that guy, one guy who's above average speed, that's not like a bad receiver, um, we would probably see different things. And if you got him an O-line and I mean, I don't know, he made Josh Palmer look like, a good receiver last night. And I think Josh Palmer is a pretty mediocre wide receiver who just had Justin Herbert. So, um, but yeah, that's my, that's my wannabe Patrick Mahomes tier. Yeah. I feel like you even see, you even see what like Mahomes and Herbert say about each other. You think it's a rivalry, but they really like each other, which is unfortunate. I wish they had like a really passionate hate for each other because this rivalry would be a lot better, but the football we see on the field, I mean, both of them can make pretty much every throw. The only thing that's a little bit better about Mahomes is his pocket presence. Other than that, like, can you really say Mahomes is that much better than Herbert? Probably not, right? Like, that's pretty much it, right? Um, but yeah, both those guys are really good. Joe Burrow's great. I have him in my next tier, but let's just right, get yeah. into that. So the next so, tier is called Show Me More. And these are guys that we feel like are great players, but they either haven't shown it for long enough or they haven't shown it in enough situations for us to call them better than the guys who are a tier above them. I almost considered moving Justin Herbert. I don't want to move him down, but I do feel like in some ways he fits this tier because we haven't even seen him play in a playoff game yet, but he's definitely a wannabe Mahomes more than a show me more guy. So in the show me more tier, I have my number five quarterback, which is Lamar Jackson. I have my number six quarterback, Jalen Hurts, and my number seven quarterback, Tua Tagovailoa. All great players. In terms of Lamar, it's show me in the playoffs and show me more consistently because obviously we saw Lamar have an MVP season. They lost in the first round of the playoffs. We've seen him 
we develop as a passer. He's still the best rushing quarterback in the league. Like we're not going to take these things away from him, but you know, obviously he lost Mark Andrews for part of the season. His numbers with Rashad Bateman though are so much better. And Rashad Bateman's out. They traded away their wide receiver one last year. I just don't feel like the Ravens have necessarily put him in a position to succeed uh, because they don't want to pay him. Right. Um, and I do believe that if he had the weapons that some of the, that, that any of the guys above him had, besides maybe Mahomes, because like Mahomes just has Kelsey is better than Andrews and like the rest of it's like, they just, neither of them has great wide receivers. But I, I just feel like if he had, maybe not Herbert, if he had Burroughs or Allen's weapons, I do feel like he would really be having, and I know you guys are like, oh, well, he's still not a great passer. Like, sure, he's not like a top tier passer, but like, when teams have to actually worry about him passing the ball to guys that are not named Demarcus Robinson and I don't know, Miles Boykin, if he's even on the team anymore, like just like Devin Duvernay, I love Devin Duvernay, but like he does not put the fear of God in any defense. So no one has to worry about it. They can focus on Lamar and he's obviously not going to look as good. He still led his team to a pretty solid record and he still does what he does with his legs with Hertz and Tua. It's like guys who have absolutely stood out this year and been incredible, but they are also in the best of situations and I need them. I need to see it consistently, and I need to see it in the playoffs as well. So before I, you know, make my and I need to see health from Tua as well, which I feel bad for Tua. But if he can't be consistently healthy, then I don't know if I can call him a top tier quarterback. So in my tier, um, I have first leading off. I have Jalen Hurts, then I have Tua, and then I have Burrow. And I think this is the biggest difference in our tiers is that I have Burrow at the bottom of the show me more tier. Um, and realistically, if you look at the eye test, I mean, you can't really say much bad about Tua this year. I don't think there's really anything that he's done badly. They win every single game when he plays. Um, and same with Jalen hurts. They win every single game that he plays. Um, you know, obviously they had one really, really bad game that was the commanders had an absolute masterclass. Um, but Hertz wins, Tua wins, Burrow doesn't. And you can say what you want, but what it shows up in the stat sheet. And when you look at it's all said and done, Hertz and Tua are winning games consistently. And it just feels like to me that Hertz is great at managing games. He can do it with his legs and he has the weapons to do it, right? But all three of these guys do. Every single person on this top five tier list has good weapons except for arguably Justin Herbert. So um, I don't have Lamar in this tier though. Oh, that's but fair. yeah, yeah. Um, so I, yeah, that's why I have these guys. Um, but for regarding the show me more, um, tag that i gave these guys hurts this is the first year he's been good he had like a few good games last year but this is the first time he strung it together and the first time he did it they're the best team in the league according to the record Tua, exact same thing he literally has the best record as a starting quarterback this year and burrow um i think it's weird because burrow has already shown it because he made the super bowl last year I just think it was fluky. I think that they got lucky a ton of times. And if they replay that playoff time like a hundred times, I don't think they make the Super Bowl once, maybe one out of those hundred times. 
maybe twice. I don't know. But I don't think it happens very often. So I think I want to see Joe Burrow is the reason why this team wins. Um, and Joe Burrow leads this team to commanding wins for a consistent amount of time because Tua and Hurts have done that this year. Burrow has not. Even against the Steelers last year, you can say what you want about how well the Steelers played. That game was 37-30 to 30 against the last Steelers. Last week, I assume. Last week. Yeah. So that's my thought process. But if you want to put uh, Burrow What is Burrow supposed to do about the 30 points his defense gave up? He he. I mean, like commanding he, the offense. If you keep okay, the, I want to rebuttal. Let me rebuttal. Let me rebuttal because you also said Burrow hasn't been winning since week two. To my knowledge, he is six and two. Um, I believe they lost their first two games. And what do you? What does that even mean? But you're saying they're not winning. What do you mean like, since week two? Well, since did we he not two, play week one or week two. He did, and the offensive line was so bad that he literally couldn't do anything. I don't know what else you want him to do, but. Whatever. I get your argument. I still think Burrow is better than both of those guys. And I'm not sure if it's that close for me. Um, but I get I get your argument, I guess. Technically, those guys have been better. They're probably higher in the MVP rankings and stuff like that. But I just think Burrow's gone under the radar because his team started in a rough position and they're still only six and four, even though they're six and but two. This is this is fair though. This is also like going back to last year, our biggest debate was Herbert or Burrow. And I was consistently Herbert, you were consistently Oh, I was consistently, yeah, I was consistently Herbert. You were consistently Burrow, so it makes no, sense. No, last why. year I said Herbert was better. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought we had this debate like multiple times. I always said Herbert was better. I always loved I, Herbert. I said Herbert more than I said Burrow, but um, I think this year Burrow's proven that he's better for now. Okay, well, um, now let's move on to the next tier, which is the inconsistent or the consistently inconsistent tier. And so the way we frame these quarterbacks is they have a lot of the tools to be elite quarterbacks, but they do it inconsistently. This could be due to injuries or this could just be due because they are inconsistent. So in my tier, I have Rogers, Lamar, Kyler, Dak, Tom Brady, and Kirk Cousins. But wait, Kirk Cousins put a ranking on him. Put a ranking on him. I want to hear number and person. Exactly. It's exactly the same. Going as I just fast, said though. Slow okay. Rogers is at seven. Seven. Lamar's at eight. Kyler's at nine. Dak is at ten. Tom Brady's at eleven. Kirk Cousins is at twelve. Rogers is obvious. Rogers is a back-to-back MVP, and he's been really inconsistent this year without Devontae Adams. Don't have to explain that much more. Lamar is interesting because he's been nothing like himself. Um, they scored like thirteen points or something like that against the Carolina Panthers. I'm completely unheard of. They had Mark Andrews in the game and I get that they don't have a wide receiver one, but come on, like you can't score 13 points against them. Um, and he's not rushing the ball anymore. I mean, or at least not to what he was last year. Um, he still has his games where he goes off, but um, he's not running as much as he used to. And it's interesting, but I think he's inconsistent and I would like them to get a wide receiver one and maybe I'd move him up a tier. It's not his fault that he doesn't have a wide receiver one. He's just never had one. So I don't know what to really tell you about that. Um, next, I have Kyler. And I think Kyler's here um, largely just due to the fact that some games I feel like he's one of the best, quarter- like a top five quarterback in the NFL and other games, I don't know what is going on. 
I also would like to see him with a different head coach because I think Cliff Kingsbury might be the most disappointing head coach. Their place, play calling is terrible. You see Kyler and him arguing all the time. I don't know if I can really blame Kyler for that, but we'll see what happens when they fire Cliff Kingsbury. It's going to happen. Dak has looked amazing since he came back. Um, he also just has his games where I'm just like, who are you? Um, Tom Brady's looked pretty bad. This is just basically just due to injuries though i i think it's weird and aging and he's that off the field stuff too but he's tom brady he's probably the smartest quarterback in the nfl i can't put him any lower and Kirk cousins has looked like an mvp in some games and he also has looked like the worst quarterback in the nfl like yesterday so as this time of filming so i think all of these quarterbacks fit in pretty well who do you have i have tom brady at eight and I think you have him at 11. I think that's one of the bigger differences on our lists, at least in this range. And Lamar, too. Yes, that is true. But um, so I will. So, well, let's talk about Lamar first because he's on your list. I think Lamar, maybe he doesn't have the production to show it. But when he had Bateman like healthy this year, he was ridiculous. And we're like not going to talk about the fact that everyone said he was the MVP after like two or three weeks. Um, it was him or Josh Allen. And then, you know, he's cooled off some, but they're still winning games. He just beat Burrow in like a primetime game. Um, okay, so, okay, so if they go to the playoffs, right, they're not going to have Bateman. Yeah, they're not. So, so if, if they lose they the, if they try to shine, I mean, if they don't get Odell, like, I don't know. If they sign Odell. They're I, not going to, they're not going to sign Odell probably. So if they, if they go to the playoffs and they lose in the first round, like, do you maintain your argument, right? Because I think your argument maintains the same, right? But if, if they lose in the first round, would you put him down a tier or would you keep him in the same tier? I think he's still in the same tier, but he might move below Hertz and Tua, at least for depending on where they go. I okay. think he's still in I the think same tier, though. For my rankings, he bottoms out here. I don't think he goes any lower. I think he can he only cannot go lower than that tier. And I'm not sure if he can go lower than show me more. We, we, he's won an MVP. Like, it's playoffs now. It's like Rodgers has won back-to-back MVPs, and I haven't been consistent. You do too. Lamar's like 25, 26, though. Maybe not even. Like, we're looking at – like, Rodgers is declining. Lamar's getting better. So, it's like – or at least Lamar's, like, not getting worse, in my opinion. So, but let's talk about my the rest of my rankings because I have Tom Brady at number eight. Um, sure, I'm a little bit of a fanboy for Tom Brady. Yeah, I'm a Patriots fan. I've loved Tom Brady my whole life. He's my childhood of football. But realistically, at reading a team pre-snap and all that stuff, I still believe he's the best in the league. And he's had incredible numbers of injuries for his receivers. Um, you know, the run game hasn't been working. His O-line has been a disaster this year besides Tristan Wirfs. Um, so I don't really know like how much of it is to blame on him. This feels like his last year in new England where he just doesn't have the pieces around him to really be like a super bowl contending team. And we're not going to talk about the fact that he did. He's done a great job, like being a, a really, really elite game manager for the bucks, even if he hasn't been able to win them games because of the injuries and, and issues around him. Um, I think he threw his first pick since week one, this, uh, against the Seahawks in their last game. So he's thrown, what, two picks all season? I mean, he's doing a great job taking care of the football. And it's just a question of, you know, what is he supposed to do with – obviously, he's not putting up 43 touchdowns like he did last year. He's a great player who hasn't shown as much this year, but he's done 
almost everything he could with with the group he's had so far. So I'm not going to knock him any lower than that. Right below him, I have Aaron Rodgers, who also lost his wide receiver one um, and has just been on a team that has been really disappointing this season. Um, but even so, again, he's won back-to-back MVPs. Like, I just – I have to feel that there is at least a chance that there's some sort of second-half resurgence from him. And if there isn't, he's just going to keep falling because at a certain point it's like if you get a full season to play – and you're consistently blaming other people. And it's like, yes, he doesn't have great weapons, but at a certain point, like they need to start winning games. And, you know, like I can't knock him any lower because of his previous pedigree, but that's sort of how I feel. The only guy that I don't feel like belongs in this tier name, but still belongs in this ranking spot is Geno Smith at number 10. So I had Aaron Rodgers, number nine, Geno Smith, number 10. Um, This might feel high to some people, but Again, he should be a show-me-more type of quarterback, but I don't rank him ahead of the guys in front of him, and that's sort of how I have done it. But I do feel like he's a show-me-more guy. He was like he was cast out by the league. They didn't write back, right? Well, maybe they're going to be writing back now because he's been playing so well this season. The throws he makes, he's one of the best rushing quarterbacks, not like top five, but I would put him in the top ten probably of quarterbacks using their legs in the NFL. And overall, he's just been – a really great surprise. The Seahawks have one of the best offenses in the NFL, and he's a big reason why. I don't think their O-line is, like, perfect. It's definitely getting better, but and their run game has definitely been great, and he's got weapons. Like, he's in a pretty good situation. But no one expected this, and he's played better than Brady and Rodgers this year, in my opinion. But I just can't knock them any lower because they're Hall of Fame superstars, and he's Geno Smith. Excuse me, but overall... He's played incredibly well. He's more of a show me more. Like if he can keep doing this, I'm just going to keep moving him up. because He's been great. Dak Prescott is number uh, 11 to my knowledge. He is, like you said, we have him in similar spots. Um, a guy who we just haven't seen that much of this year because of his injury. But when he's been healthy, he's inconsistent, but has the potential to be really good and has the potential to lead a playoff team. So there he goes. But he's again in a pretty darn good situation. And then we've got Kyler Murray, at number 12. Um, and the thing with Kyler is just like he has the talent to do it, but he is really real life inconsistent. You see him win games for the Cardinals and then you see him like be bad for like multiple games. It just feels like he's a little too off script. And I think he needs also, to- like, but think about, I, I haven't like thought about this that much, but I think that Kyler's situation is also like, I, I talked about Cliff Kingsbury, but also think about the injuries that they've had. Like they started their season with, Hollywood Brown and Rondell Moore. Hollywood Brown plays Rondell pretty Moore well. First, like three weeks. Oh, yeah. So they didn't even have Rondell Moore. They had Greg Dorch. Dorch. And then they get Rondell Moore back. He does well. Marquise Brown gets hurt. They get Hopkins back. Rondell Moore is balling out. Then he's injured. Then Hopkins is injured. Then Hopkins is questionable like every week. And Rondell Moore is out again. Marquise Brown's out for the year. Now Marquise Brown is back. Like It's just something every week, right? Eno Benjamin's now traded. So no, much has yeah, gone uh, on, or cut, yeah. So, so much is going on with that team. I feel bad for him, especially because they also have to play the Niners and Seahawks, who are, I mean, pretty high-level teams too. Twice yeah, I mean, year. I think he's not in a good situation. And like I was saying, I said quarterback, but I meant he needs a new coach because I think that he runs too freely sometimes, and he needs to play more within structure. He's great off script, but sometimes he does too much off script stuff, and then it becomes bad because it's just too much of it. His, his, his start to the year last year so 
forgotten. Like he was literally the MVP front runner in the mm-hmm. first nine weeks for eight weeks, yeah. and then he yeah. was. So I can't call knock of him Duty two XP weekend happened. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, I have Kirk Cousins at number thirteen, um, like the most elite of game managers, along with like just consistently putting up numbers. He always does it, except for last week. Yeah, except for the disaster last week, which is probably why I don't have him higher. Um, he's great, um, but he's not amazing. He's, you know, he consistently is really efficient, really effective, doesn't throw a lot of picks, throws a lot of touchdowns. Where does Kirk Cousins on non-prime time fit on this list? Like top, like he's like in the Mahomes tier. Oh, okay. Well, what about yesterday? That wasn't prime time. Yeah, no, he's not. But he's definitely higher. So he's definitely is not great in prime time. That's one of the reasons I don't have him. He doesn't have that it factor. He doesn't have that Joe Shiesty, that Mahomes in him. You know what I'm saying? But overall, he doesn't have that Tua in him. <laughs> he is um, a good quarterback and definitely deserving of that spot. He's definitely better than all the guys I have below him. He is great. I mean, like he is really good. I think he's starting to get the respect he deserves. But now everyone's clowning on him because he was really bad this past week. Hopefully, he can get it back together. Let's move to the next one because we are taking a long time. We have the where the heck were they last year tier. Um, And these are guys who, well, we might actually know why they weren't there because they might have had bad situations or whatever, but they weren't good last year and they played much better this year. Who do you have in this tier, Mikey? So first I have Geno Smith, then I have Daniel uh, Jones. 13 is Geno Smith. Yeah, 13 is Geno Smith, 14 is Daniel Jones, 15 is Justin Fields. Geno Smith is the most obvious where the hell were they last year. Um, well, he didn't really play. I think he started maybe one or two games, if that, um, for Russell Wilson last year. Played okay. Um, and honestly, I was going to draft um, Drew Locke in Dynasty because I thought that he would be a steal. So thank God I didn't do that. But Geno Smith kind of came out of nowhere, and I think he's probably the most surprising storyline of the year. The Seahawks are in general. He's played great. I just think that he's not inconsistent. He's just pretty good all the time. So I wouldn't put him in the tier above that. Well, that's um, why I also have the same feeling. In but the I next year. If I, did, if, I, if I did like a rankings list exactly who I thought, I don't know. I don't know if he's better than Kirk Cousins or Tom Brady or Dak or Kyler or Lamar, but he's right there. Um, but he, does just, he just doesn't fit in that tier for this video or for this podcast especially. Next, I have Daniel Jones, pretty much due to the fact that they're playing so well. Um, I just imagine if Kyler Murray had Brian Dayball. Oh, my God. Like, why why did he have to go to the Daniel Jones Giants? This is the best Daniel Jones will ever be in his career, probably. I don't see Daniel Jones getting past this spot. If he did, I'd be very surprised. Another question is, like, how much do they re-sign Daniel Jones for? How much is he really worth? It's going to be really interesting to see what the quarterback market looks like. Um, next, I have Justin Fields, who is probably the pretty obvious candidate for this as well. Now I want to see what he does next year because we've seen what he can do, rushing for 150-plus yards two weeks in a row. No other quarterback is doing anything like that. So if you give him some good receiving options that are not Chase Claypool and Mooney, who are both – Great wide receiver two and wide receiver threes. Cole Komet's a decent tight end. I don't know if he's head in one, but he made a great catch last week. He looked pretty damn good. So all Fields needs is an offensive line that is not going to 
an average offensive line is all I'm asking for and a wide receiver one right there. They do that. I would not even be surprised if Fields becomes a consistently inconsistent, show me more type quarterback. He's shown a lot. I just need to see what he does with a wide receiver one and not the worst offensive line in the NFL. Uh, I only have one quarterback in this tier, and that's Justin Fields. Um, For the reasons you stated, um, he's been in a really bad situation. It's definitely getting better, but he is just a freak athlete who can change games with his legs, and his arm is definitely getting better. And we see them lose games because they just they don't protect him, and their defense sucks. But um, he's done everything he can. Where was he last year? Well, he was a rookie in one of the worst systems slash situations in the league. And they're in the same situation, basically. He just got better, right? Yeah. Well, not Matt Nagy, but that's it. Yeah. Um, uh, All right. With, with, with Gino, you already know how I feel. And with Daniel Jones, um, I have him lower. He's actually in the next year, which is the game managers. They're game managers. But they're like, meh. Like, they're like, eh. Like, are you going to be like, oh, yeah, this is my quarterback, my QB. Maybe like half the time when they have like 250 yards and two touchdowns, but not when they have. No, 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 no. In the, you know, when they walk into the locker room and they show those clips, Jimmy G is the best in the league. He's in his own tier. I mean, you saw that video tonight between him and Colt McCoy. Jimmy G's a handsome man. So. Well, if we're doing this rankings, I think Jimmy G would be in that Mahomes tier, and Mahomes might not be in his own tier. Yeah, why are we doing rankings based off of looks? Where does, That's fair. Where does, <laughs> I don't even know. Most of these guys are pretty good looking. No one's that bad looking. But anyways, yeah. So game. That's man. crazy, bro. Sorry. <laughs> Most of these guys. I mean, we 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 pretty much agree that the same type of guys are in are in this tier. You know, Jimmy G, Stafford, Ryan Tannehill. You have a few guys added though. Yeah. So I had Justin Fields, who was um, number fourteen for me in the last year. And this year, I have number 15, Ryan Tannehill, number 16, Derek Carr, number 17, Jimmy G, and number 18, Daniel Jones. Why is Derek Carr above Jimmy G? Um, Past, pretty much. We've seen him be – he was like – I think he would be the same as Jimmy G in the Niners um, situation. But, like, it just – like, you can't project people in other spots. I do believe that – the Raiders have one of the worst defenses in the league and not a good O-line, and he's still played not great, but, like, I don't know. I think he's a better quarterback than Jimmy G. That's all I'm telling you. Uh, but I think it's close. Jimmy with G looked pretty Jimmy, damn with good. With and Jimmy, though, it's like they're elite-level game managers. Their team relies on the run and, like, other people to make plays, and it's just their job to put those people in places to – or they put that person to um, – they put that quarterback in the place to succeed, and those guys tend to do it. Tannehill, I just feel like he's always like the Titans just always win. Um, Mike, Vrabel. I think Tannehill, Tannehill's the best game manager. Like he does his job so well, mm-hmm. he's just not going to win you football games because of T- Ryan Tannehill. He doesn't lose you football games, and Jimmy That's usually I'm saying. Doesn't he does you it for football games, but he probably has a higher ceiling to win you football games than Tannehill does. That's how I, I agree. I agree. Um, and then Daniel Jones, who I have, uh, geez, at nine. T no 18 and you have him at what fifth 14 something like that yeah. um the thing about daniel jones is like i don't know he was pretty bad this past week and overall like i just think he's in a situation with brian dable and like he's being put in a really good position to succeed 
And really just, with what wide receivers? Okay, I'm saying with the coach. Okay. I think he's a game manager just like the rest of these guys. And that's why I put him in this tier. I don't think he's aware the heck were they last year because he's definitely much better than he was last season. But I also Okay, I but like also okay, but like does the does the tier where the hell were they last year mean that they're that that they're any better than the game managers? Like I feel like it's just like they're different tiers. I could I could see myself moving him up a little bit. I just don't think he's a better quarterback than the guys above him. That's the argument. But, I'm but do you see what I'm saying with the tiers? Like they're they're both tiers, but it doesn't necessarily mean that like Jimmy G is not better than Daniel Jones. It's just the tier. Where the hell were they last year? It's just a different thing than the game man. Okay, how about this? We've seen multiple seasons of Tannehill, Carr, and Jimmy G being like solid NFL quarterbacks, and we've seen, I don't know, ten games of Daniel Jones being a solid NFL quarterback. In a different situation, though, like the situ, like when he was in this situation, he did that. Like Ryan Tannehill's been in a similar situation for a few years. He's done the same thing. Stafford, you know, is dealing with injuries. It's hard to rank Stafford. Yeah, no, no, give, give me your people in this. Oh, I just have Stafford ahead of Jimmy, ahead of Ryan Tannehill. Although I think Ryan Tannehill is just as good as Jimmy G and Stafford. They're like the same to me. I think Stafford is like different though. Because Stafford is really good at throwing the deep ball, which is something that Daniel Jones, Justin Fields, I don't know. A lot of these other guys can't do. Stafford is one of the best arms in the league. I just don't know what he is anymore. Like if, we're, if, we're, if this is like a past, this is like a past, present, rest of season, future ranking, I don't even know what I'd do with Stafford. He looks terrible. They don't even have Cooper Cup anymore. So... What is Matthew Stafford? Matthew Stafford's definitely not worth those th- th- three first-round picks. If you wanna, if you wanna talk about like, was the Super Bowl worth it for the Rams? I mean, this is like a tangent, but like, I don't know. You tell me. Was that one Super Bowl worth it? I think it is. At the same time, though, um, we need to wrap this up. But yeah. I do believe that for the Rams, um, their skill. Like, we do need to talk a little bit more about how bad of a position Matthew Stafford is in. Because with Cup out, I think they have the worst skill position group in the league, arguably, and in a, in a below average O line. So it's like, what do you what do you expect him to do? But he has been really bad. Okay, next tier, uh, and why don't you why don't you introduce this tier? Because I know you really like this tier. So this is the what happened uh, tier, um, and in this tier I have Derek Carr and Russell Wilson, and I just have I think... Wilson. I only have Russell Wilson in this tier. So, yeah, Russ is just – I don't even know what – it's same thing again. It's like I, Stafford could probably go in this tier too, but we already know what happened with Stafford. It's injuries and, you know, losing cup and different offense, not having OBJ, a lot of different things. But Carr and Russ are the pretty obvious guys that fit this tier. Carr has gone down a lot. I mean, he literally added a, the number one wide receiver in the NFL to a lot of people, and – the guy he's known in college, the guy he advocated for and has been worse. You could say that's because they don't have Darren Waller. Maybe Darren Waller opens up the offense. I think that makes sense. But, yeah, it's really interesting to see how he's just been terrible, especially with Josh Jacobs also being good. Like, he is a, he doesn't really have that many excuses. But I mean, he has the excuse but, of his defense being terrible and, and losing one of the best tight ends. But he's not putting up points, though. Like, if he was putting up 35 points a game, sure, or 30 points a game. He's not even. What is his? What did the average? I don't know. We can debate game? this another time. 
with Russell Wilson, everyone knows he was considered a top 10 quarterback coming into the year. And now he's, <coughs> I don't think people feel the same way about him. I certainly don't. I know you don't. Yeah. The Raiders average like an 22 and a half points a game. So it's pretty average. I mean, yeah, but I think Waller is a bigger loss than people would want to talk about. But again, I don't think I don't think he's in like the perfect situation. I think he's in a pretty good one. I think Josh McDaniel is also just not a good coach, but we can get into that another time. And then we have our final tier, which I think we both agreed on this. Yes, it's more than 20 quarterbacks, but it's the he needs to be mentioned tier. Because I think he does need to be mentioned. It's Jacoby Brissett. Um, yes, they lost again this week. Yes, they're like three and seven. He looks so good. He looks he's so good. good quarterback. Like, I don't know what else he's supposed to do. Of course, he's in, like, a good situation in terms of, like, great running game, pretty decent wide receiving core. Um, well, just Amari Cooper, really. And then uh, give, give Donovan Peoples-Jones his respect as well. But overall, he should look like a good quarterback this year. And I know the Browns haven't been winning games, but I don't know. He's played well. Like, I don't know what else to say. He just looks like a good quarterback. And honestly, you could make the argument that he's – better than Russ and I don't know Derek Carr and like some of these guys this year but I don't know I just not going to make it yet and I don't think I want to but he needed to be at least mentioned he's my honorable mention for this list uh, I guess my honorable mention would be that Zach Wilson does not need to be mentioned on this quarterback tier list and he shouldn't even be in the top 32 that there's probably five or six backup quarterbacks, including Colt McCoy, that I'd rather have than Zach Wilson. That's, That's my honorable mention. Eight, but maybe not anymore because Zach Wilson's just so bad. Yeah, Zach Wilson's terrible. Also, should they trade for Derek Carr? The Jets? I mean, like... I think they should. They, they, their defense is so good. Their defense is top five, probably. What the hell are they supposed to do this year? Throw it away? Start Mike White? What the... What are they supposed to do? I just don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl in any world this year. So, like, why focus if on the – they had Derek Carr, dude, they're so good. <laughs> next are they year... beating Mahomes? Are they beating Mahomes? Okay, so, next year. Next year. Look me in the eyes and tell me they're beating Patrick Mahomes. No, they're not beating Patrick Mahomes. They're okay, not... but no team is beating Patrick Mahomes. Exactly. So, why would you focus on right now? Why like... would you even Why would you even have an NFL team if Patrick Mahomes is just going to win the Super Bowl every year? <laughs> um – because this is a good debate, honestly. But the thing with Patrick Mahomes is like, okay, if he's having a season like last year where he's great, but he's like not playing as well as he is right now, maybe you feel like you have a shot. When he's playing like this, why even try? Why not just sell everybody? Because you know Patrick Mahomes is going to win the Super Bowl. Just hope for Patrick Mahomes injuries so and slide a top in. Three NFL corner who's like twenty-one years old. <laughs> Okay. Um, well, I think that I think this offseason is going to be really interesting for the Jets um, because they don't have anybody. But yeah, this wraps up the tier list. Thank you for listening. Make sure to subscribe on uh, YouTube. Follow us on <laughs> TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, and if you're a business, email us at baytakespodcast@gmail.com. All right. Thank you so much. Peace out. Maryland sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. 
Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Longshot's Off-Track Betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.